This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hany Balkis. Good afternoon. Welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. It is me, Hany Balkis, with Omnial Saleh, bringing you everything you need to know about what's happening in the tech world and in the UAE and in Sharjah. Because Sharjah is going to open the UAE's first high-speed SkyPod rocket network. Yes, indeed. And the best part about it is that it is very nearby. So it's all happening at the Sharjah Research, Technology and Innovation Park. But as we're celebrating good news, someone out there in the world is celebrating bad news because U.S. President Donald Trump has been banned off of Twitter for good. He has been suspended for the rest of his life off of that platform. Yes, indeed. We're also talking about Apple and how it's expected to launch an item tracker AirTag and its first AR device in 2021. Yes, indeed. In the world of apps, lots is happening as well because we're going to be talking about a new application that is allowing teachers to use their iPhones or iPads as an overhead camera on Zoom. Now, let's say you come home from work very hungry, but you don't really want to cook. Well, (laughs) we have the robot for you or the robot kitchen. That will make you dinner and even clean up after itself. That's definitely an interesting robot that I would love to have. Lots and lots is in store on the show today. So keep Pulse 95 locked and we'll be right back. Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Your quick roundup of everything that is happening in the tech world, in the UAE and around the world. Many people were excited for 2020 to be the year of flying cars. And even though 2020 came with many more surprises and flying cars was definitely not one of them. Right here in the heart of Sharjah, ever since 2020 became a part of our lives, a company has been trying to make flying cars become a reality. And now finally in 2021, this company has unveiled the first high-speed electric SkyPod network in the UAE. Yes, indeed. Now, Sharjah has unveiled the UAE's first high-speed electric SkyPod network. Now, Unit SkyString Technologies of Belarus is building a two-kilometer suspended track at Sharjah Research Technology and Innovation Park. Who, well, let me tell you guys, they are our best friends. They I love are. talking <laughs> to the CEO, uh, His Excellency Hussein Mahmoudi. Now, we did have him on the, on the show a couple of times talking about 3D printing houses. And just a lot of things are happening at the Sharjah Research Technology and Innovation Park. Now, it was actually designed in Belarus. Uh, a scientist and a member of the Russian Cosmetic uh, Federation and the Sustainable Skyway System could be carrying its first passengers within just a couple of weeks. Absolutely, and we're definitely going to have them on the show to tell us more about it. But the development site is actually located at the park, at the Sharjah Research Technology and Innovation Park. And it already has a working 400-meter track. So can you imagine? There's already flying cars coming into reality and many of us don't even know about it. Now this track is actually carrying a suspended unicar pod that is built to to withstand the extreme Middle East climate. Now for those of you who are tuning in from around the world, right here in the UAE the weather can be extremely hot. So having those unipods or unicars able to withstand that weather will make sure that their lifetime is a lot longer. Now this pilot project is expected to start carrying passengers like you and I, Hani, in luxury pods starting from March this year. So we only have a couple of months to wait. Yes, indeed. Now, another two-kilometer test track is due to open at the park in May. And then within three years, the 
long run, they do expect a 130-kilometer sky track from Sharjah all the way to Khurfakan port, and it could be operational to transport freight. Now, for those who want to see kind of uh, uh, the building or construction process, mm-hmm. you can see it right now. So if you go on Airport Road and you take the right as if you're going to University City, on your right-hand side, you'll see all the towers, you'll see the the, uh, the, the, the infrastructure of them building uh, the Skyway. And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, it is exciting. And I am proud to be someone who has lived in Sharjah for a big chunk of their life to see Sharjah uh, do this huge feat. 100%. And especially because we see a lot of university students from the American University of Sharjah and the University of Sharjah pitching in and learning from all those experts. Skyway Green Tech's chief executive, Oleg Zertaski, actually said that the cost of building the network was comparable or even cheaper than laying new roads. And it required a lot lot less maintenance over time. So this only puts things into perspective when people tend to say that flying cars are going to be more expensive. In reality, when you put everything and all the costs into perspective, it will be a lot cheaper. From a distance, the unicar or the unipod may just look like a, a cable car, but in reality, it is light years away since it is a lot faster than how uh, or the speed of a usual car. Yes. Now, there's also something called an urban light track, which can carry pods up to 14 passengers at a speed of 150 kilometers per hour, while larger carrier transport passengers is either 48 or even 75 capacity at 500 kilometers per hour. Now, let me tell you or put something into perspective. Mm -hmm. Now, if the track was laid between Abu Dhabi and Dubai, the travel time would be reduced to less than 20 minutes. Now, we do know it takes us an hour and 15, hour and a half Mm -hmm. from Sharjah all the way to Abu Dhabi and from Dubai to Abu Dhabi around an hour. Depends where you're going from. So to have that time reduced into 20 minutes, that is a game changer. And I'm waiting for the day (laughs) we all are kind of interconnected with a type of Skyway. That would definitely be a dream come true since a lot of people would love to tour between all the Emirates in the shortest amount of time possible. But if you've been very frustrated at all the cargo trucks that have been filling the roads, these unicars can also be handy in that as well because cargo pods can actually carry up to 25 tons at a time and they go with a speed of 130 kilometers per hour, which would greatly reduce the need for heavy good vehicles to be clogging up the roads. Comparisons with a metro with a metro system like those that we see in different Emirates is pretty difficult because the price of cement varies greatly around the world, so construction can be very expensive. However, the Skyway system is much more flexible when we're talking about route alignment, and it is considerably a lot cheaper. Yes, now let's go and talk about Twitter (laughs) and how it's banned President of the United States, Donald Trump, citing risk of more violence. Now, Twitter has banned Donald Trump because of his recent tweets on fr- and they banned him on Friday. Now Wednesday we do know that protesters or rioters entered the US Capitol uh, in a bid to kind of stop Congress from validating or certifying that president elect Joe Biden will become the next president of the United States, but they failed horribly <laughs> and obviously that was a no-go, but Twitter has decided to ban Donald Trump so he doesn't kind of support these actions or instigate a riot once again. Absolutely. Now, what's interesting about this is when I first saw the news about him being banned off of Twitter for 12 hours, I was like, 
man, Donald Trump is going to be very disappointed from Twitter. But then it was extended to 24 hours. And during the weekend, we heard that it's going to be official forever. Trump is not allowed. Exactly. He's not allowed on Twitter's platform. Now, Twitter's move will be depriving Mr. Trump of a very potent tool that he has used in the past to communicate directly with the American people for more than a decade. He has used Twitter to announce policy changes, to challenge opponents, to insult enemies, to praise his allies and even himself. And he has even used the platform to spread misinformation, which in a very new move that we haven't witnessed before, Twitter and Instagram alongside other platforms have actually launched features that flagged many of his posts posts as uh, filled with misinformation and that people have to go ahead and site check them. Yes, now we do know that Twitter uh, enables world leaders to speak to the public, but that these accounts are not above the rules entirely. Now, not any anyone can use the platform, but not anyone can use the platform to incite violence. Now, Mr. Trump did have roughly 89 million followers. Now, Mr. Trump's posts on Twitter were a mix of policy announcements, complaints about the media, disparagement of women minorities and his perceived enemies, and praise for his supporters, replete with exclamation marks in all caps and <laughs> even one-word declarations such as SAD. <laughs> now, we do know Donald Trump used Twitter as his type of, uh, of, of journal, his own little diary. True. Now, we see a lot of other social media platforms take the same effect. Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, even TikTok has banned um, President Donald Trump from all their platforms. And even we can go all the way to Spotify, Pinterest, and I believe as well, uh, believe it or not, Google has banned uh, Donald Trump from using their platform. Because obviously we're seeing that in the past, Donald Trump has said some things that instigated his people to go out and do an acts of violence. Now, we do know that uh, because of the riots, five people were left dead, including yes. a police officer, which is a no-go. Obviously, violence is never the answer. And even some people were speculating that this even became a type of civil war. Now, obviously, this wasn't a protest or a riot. I'm going nope. to say it, it was a terrorist attack because there is pictures that has been surfacing that you would see the the rioters, the so-called rioters, or I would call them terrorists, go into the U.S. Capitol and try to, and they had they had handcuffs in, in in their waistband, plastic handcuffs, Ziploc handcuffs, and they wanted to go out even go, even go for Vice President Mike Pence. Oh my God! I mean, honestly, looking at it, we all we always talk about social media being a place for free speech for people yes. to express their yes. thoughts, and Twitter as a platform has definitely encouraged that for many many years, but. For such platforms to become a field of damage and a field of uh, spreading riots is definitely the way for such a platform to go ahead and ban certain people from being on it. Now, now even Google and Apple are tackling. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry, yes, Google and Apple are tackling President Donald Trump's supporters as well. Now, there's a new app called Parler. I was just going to talk about it. New app called Parler, and I personally have downloaded to see what the fuss is all about. Now. Uh, Parler has been removed from the Google Play Store. Completely. Apple has gave uh, Parler an ultimatum of 24 hours to remove all that content or else be removed from the App Store as well. Now, I have entered uh, the world of Parler, and let me tell you, it is horrible. It is a mess. It, it (laughs) It is a mess, and the support and the comments that all are under the name of President Donald Trump it's a cult. So uh, obviously something needs to be done about it. Now, a lot of people are speculating, saying freedom of speech, freedom of speech. No. But there's no freedom of speech when it comes to a private company. Yes, indeed. And especially whenever we're talking about 
the day and age that we're living in, social media platforms have a lot of strength. They have a lot of power against people. They've been enticing people to do certain actions. So I'm so glad that social media platforms have taken it upon themselves to put an end to all those riots and damage. Let us know your thoughts. How did you feel when you found out that Donald Trump has been officially banned off of Twitter? So we're no longer going to be laughing at his tweets, but that's definitely going to be bringing a lot of peace. I miss him already. (laughs) It's going to be bringing a lot of peace to the minds of many. Coming up on the show, we still have lots and lots in store for you all. We're going to be talking about an Apple uh, and how they're going to be launching an item tracker called the AirTag. It's not the first time we've talked about it, but now it's semi-official alongside their very first augmented reality device. New tech you might want to play with. Now, since 2019, we have kind of uh, had a rumor or we've had information about this gadget and when it's going to be rolled out by Apple. Now, first, it was going to be rolled out at late 2019, Mm -hmm. 2020. And now we've entered 2021 and now Apple is finally expected to roll out its much-awaited item tracker, AirTag, and its first augmented reality device along with a few other products this year. Now, people are closely following uh, the Cupertino-based company, and uh, we're ready for the next gadget. Yes, indeed. And one analyst named Ming-Chi has been following up behind Apple, trying to find out what is or what are the new gadgets that will be released he was actually the one who hinted about the new airpods that will be launched in 2021 that apparently could be controlled by clicking our teeth but the news about the development of the AirTag are definitely not very new. The small circular disc has been circulating all around social media. People have been excited to use such a gadget to be able to track their luggage, their wallets, their keys, and every other important item that they have. A lot of people have been even saying that they want to put it on their pets mm. to be able to track them wherever they go. However, Apple has not officially re- revealed much information about the device. Now we do know that the AirTag can be attached to personal belongings and users will receive regular notifications about the whereabouts of these said items. Mm-hmm. Now, Apple is reportedly working on an augmented and virtual reality headset, Apple Glasses, <laughs> but the company is yet to make an official announcement. Now, the company which had experienced supply chain disruptions due to the coronavirus now a lot of companies uh, suffered supply chain disruptions because of COVID-19. Now, it has kickstarted its new launches last year after it brought the iPhone 12 series to the market. Now, despite its late launch, the iPhone 12 did become the world's best-selling 5G smartphone within two weeks of its global launch, which did suppress uh, Samsung and even Huawei, which did uh, launch rival models back in 2019. Now, going back and talking about the AirTag, now, before on the show, we talked about the AirTag and we talked about the expected price uh, range for the AirTags and how to get them. Now, what I know so far is you're going to be paying $60 a pop for oh, each AirTag. So 60 times 3.65, we're talking about, let's just go and say 200 dirhams for each AirTag. Now, 
obviously one might not be enough for a lot of people. They need yes. two to three to four to five. So we're saying that's a 1,000 that I'm just to have uh, to know where each and one of your belongings are. Now, obviously, I love Apple products and you know that, Omnia, but I just don't feel that it's optimal as a type of utility to, to have that price range. Now, if they do have a bundle, that's another, another story. Mm -hmm. But looking at the market, looking at what we have uh, when it does come to these type of products, Amazon sells a lot of different and similar like gadgets that will track your pets, your belongings, your keys, and even your phone. And even we talked about Omnia, just like a little bit card you can stick into your wallet. We talked about it back in, in, in mid-2019. So there's a lot of different uh, alternatives, but obviously with Apple, you're going to be integrated into the Apple ecosystem. You're going to have a lot of benefits. So it's kind of a win-win, lose-lose situation. 100%. And especially, it's interesting that you mentioned that there are other devices. The most ancient of them all is the RFID tags. They've been used for years now. So Apple is late to the game with that. However, even though I don't find the AirTags to be very useful in terms of price, I do think that their Apple glasses may just be a win. They would be Apple's very first AR device, and a lot of people have been saying that they're even going to have their very own uh, operating system, which would usually be called Glasses OS. But the Apple Glass patent has hinted that the smart glasses could help you see in the dark. So for all those who love hiking, who love you know being out uh, in the wilderness, having such glasses would give you we may say superpowers um, a new patent even suggests that the apple glasses could help you uh, or could help give you very important environmental information about how much oxygen is around you if you need to be aware of certain climate changes that are taking place now are they going to be coming soon every analyst have been saying that we're we're either looking at 2021 being the year where they're launched or 2023 because if the patent that have been hinted are not the ones that will be installed, then there will be a big delay. Now, talking about Apple glasses and AR, I'm really excited for that type of technology because it's going to be a game changer. But I want to know your guys' thoughts. 4215 do or on our Instagram at Pulse95Radio. Would you opt for those Apple glasses? Now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be taking a short break. But when we come back, what are we talking about, Omnia? When we come back, we're talking all about the world of apps again, because we're talking about a new application that has been allowing teachers to use their iPhones or iPads as an overhead camera on Zoom. For all those who are still distance learning, this will be music to your ears. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? Today's app is an interesting one for all those who are still working on distance learning and accepting it as a part of reality because we're talking about a new application that is allowing teachers to use their iPhone or iPad as an overhead camera on Zoom. So this is going to be a lifesaver for every teacher who is still teaching from home due to COVID-19 restrictions. Now, especially for teachers and students, I feel like it's been a very rushed transition to work on distance learning. It has given them a chance to find out what works and what doesn't uh, when it comes to online learning, which is a process that might have taken years if it weren't for this pandemic. But a lot of teachers have been very clever finding hacks to show their students different documents and make the process a lot easier on them. But one application named Overviewer 
is making this process so much easier. Yes, now Overviewer does work as a replacement by taking advantage of Zoom's built-in screen sharing feature that does work with the iPhone when it's connected to a computer. Now, obviously, you would use a lightning cable or wirelessly mm -hmm. through AirPlay. Now, at the moment, it doesn't seem at the moment it doesn't seem like Zoom does offer this feature for Android users. Uh, I wonder why. <laughs> now, it does show a feed from your phone's camera on the screen with nothing else getting in the way. The feature does also offer the ability to turn your phone's flashlight on if your lightning situation isn't ideal, as well as the option to change which camera is being displayed. Now, Omnia, I've talked about, I've told you about this during quarantine. Mm. Uh, I was I was bored during quarantine. <laughs> I decided to start live stream my gaming. Yes. And I wanted to live stream to my friends who who, who, who would watch us while I was gaming. So I didn't have a webcam, Omnia. I mm -hmm. used a desktop. I didn't have a webcam. So I got and I brought out my old iPhone 6. Mm -hmm. And I downloaded an app with it that would t turn my camera into a webcam for my computer. And all I needed, Omnia, was a, was a, was a tripod. I stuck my camera just like that, and there I had it. I, I connected my phone to my computer, and I had a fully functioning webcam. And believe it or not, my webcam was even better quality than the 400 that on webcams because obviously I was using an iPhone 6, which camera isn't that bad at all. And it's crazy how apps have become very useful for people, whether it was using them as webcams, just like you mentioned, Hani, or even using them as their very own personal assistants. Now, it's been a minute since, as a student, uh, many of them have been using document overviewers. So let's say a teacher is discussing a certain topic. She wants to bring out a, you know, a printed book. This would have been great for my professor, honestly. Um, if they want to bring out a printed book, showcase what it is that they are reading. If they're outsourcing material, usually they would have to, you know, struggle around, hold it to their webcam, uh, trying to showcase the students the pages that they are reading. But by using the app Overviewer, all they'll have to do is pull out the book and point that app, mm -hmm. uh, the camera of the app, straight on to whatever it is that they want to view, whether it was a printed document, a hand drawing, a piece of writing, or any image. And it's a very useful ability to have, even if you're not in school anymore, because a lot of the times you'd be in a work meeting and you want to showcase a certain design or you want to showcase a certain plan that you had written out without necessarily having to scan it or take a picture of it and upload it on, let's say, Zoom. Now, talking about online education in general, Omnia, let's yeah. go and go give you a blast from the past. Mm -hmm. Now, do you remember Khan Academy? Oh, yes. The good old that? days good? of Khan Academy. We're talking about <laughs> all the way back in 2008, and I think until today, he does still put videos. Yeah. But uh, a lot of the times, Omnia, when I wouldn't understand something, I would go onto YouTube, type in whatever I wanted to, to know, and there it was, Khan would give me everything I needed to know. So it does kind of give me the same vibes with Overviewer. Now, obviously, now it is more personalized as you will be having a teacher-to-student interaction. But I believe that this is the new age again. The COVID-19 pandemic has brought us a lot of things when it comes to telemedicine, telecommunication, and even online learning and working from home. Now, we are realizing that not everyone needs to be in an office space or not everyone needs to be at university. Now, obviously, I can t I can see why school students are being opted to yeah. go to school because obviously they are much younger. They might not have that grip on technology yet. And obviously the parents might not be that technological when it does c come to computers. But we're looking at university students now, Omnia. University students have no, no, they have no knowledge whether or not when they're going back to uni because 
So far, everything is going great because obviously a university student at the age of 18 and all the way to 22, 23 or whatever age range that is, uh, they know their way around technology and the university professors as well. So I'm looking at uh, online education th- uh, with a university aspect. Mm-hmm. University students are doing great. Their grades are skyrocketing. And uh, I think the only thing that annoys them is that they wake up and they have to sign in and go back to sleep. True. <laughs> Other than that, I'm looking at university students as my sister is in university. She doesn't tell me, oh, I want to go back to university. I want to study again, maybe to see her friends. But other than that, I see university is booming. Absolutely. And it's opened the doors for many students to actually choose to study abroad because now that they can do that from their own home, exactly, exactly. they don't have to convince, they don't have to go through the struggle exactly. of traveling. They can stay home but still mm. get very uh, or a much better level of education in the field that they're studying in. I absolutely love the point you talked about just now about studying abroad. Now, let's say, for example, Omni, I have I'm very smart yeah. and I now want to go to Harvard, Stanford or whatever. But because of my family, because maybe, maybe you're working, as maybe well. I'm working, maybe my family, I have someone who is sick. I need to take care of them. I cannot go and attend my dream university. True. Well, now you can attend it online maybe maybe for your final final exams you'll have to go and 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 do the exam all the way in the states but also i'm looking at it as a different as uh aspect on the price can now go lower because you're not using so many facilities we don't need huge universities now because we're looking at all a professor needs is a laptop a webcam and a group of students who are willing to learn. It has connected people from all around the world. Students and university professors have been able to communicate and share the knowledge through one platform. Now, if you're a teacher or a student, make sure you go ahead and check out the app Overviewer. It is available for free on the App Store, but it is worth noting that if you are using a MacBook computer, Zoom will ask for permission to go ahead and record your screen, and you would have to restart the app in order to be able to share your phone screen and this is only because zoom is just displaying your phone screen on your computer and then capturing that window it is very easy to use especially when we're talking about math Mm -hmm. trying to write down uh, math numbers with Mm -hmm. certain you know the whiteboard or any paint program that you want to use it's a struggle (laughs) I, i i was never good in math i don't know why i don't like math my dad's a mathematician Right, he's a magician when it comes to math. But to me, I did not get those type of genes, Omnia. Now, math in general, it does, like you said, you need to see it being done for you, you to understand. You need to write the equations, and yes. it's hard to do that. Let's say on a paint program yes. or Word document, unless you're very tech savvy. But, but that's not I, the case with 100%, my Hundred percent, you need to see it physically being written down. And the way to move numbers between right and left decimals, it's a lot of things that go into it. But with Overshare, obviously, you can do a lot more. And your arsenal is just much bigger. Absolutely. Overviewer is the app. Make sure you go ahead and check it out. Keep Pulse 95 locked because we still have lots and lots to share with you right here on the show. This is Pulse 95. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse 95. Ladies and gentlemen, let's say you had a long day at work or mm-hmm. a long day in general. You come home. Mm-hmm. You're hungry. You, you don't want to cook, but guess what? You have a robot kitchen that will make you dinner, and then after that, we'll clean up for you. And that's what we're talking about today, ladies and gentlemen. Finally, the ultimate kitchen gadget you never knew you wanted is here, but 
it might just cost you the same as the average UK household. Yes, indeed. It is a very, very expensive robot. But let me tell you, this might win you over. This robot doesn't just cook, but it can also clean right after itself. It is a very hefty price that it comes at. And we're talking about a million and two hundred and thirty-five thousand dirhams. Yes, indeed. It is not cheap at all. Now, uh, it does have around 5,000 recipes just as at the press of a button. Now, a London-based robotics company on Sunday did unveil the world's first robotic kitchen, which it does promise to cook from scratch and even clean up afterwards without a single complaint. Or as the Arab saying, Badun Ak. Yes, indeed. Now, this robot is called the Moly Kitchen Robot, and it is the brainchild of a Russian mathematician and computer scientist named Mark Olyank. Now, Mark has promised every person who wishes for this robot to make the restaurant standard meals without its owner having to lift a finger or order a takeaway. Now, this is not your ultimate gift to someone. It is a way too expensive, way out of the budget. However, if you are considering it, it is out for purchase for commercial use. It is not cheap. This robot, as we've mentioned, costs a minimum of a million and two hundred and thirty-five thousand dirhams. So, as you've mentioned, Hani, it is roughly the same price as an average UK house. Yes, Cindy. Now, the technology actually does feature two robotic arms with fully articulated hands, developed in, coll- in collaboration with the world-leading German robotic company Schunk. Now, it is said to be reliably reproduce the movements of human hands, and they also do allow the robot to retrieve in- ingredients from, guess what, a <laughs> smart fridge, and also adjust hob temperature, use the sink to fill pans and pour, mix, and plate up just as a human cook would. And if you're worried about how much mess a mechanical cook can possibly make, don't, because the robot even cleans up after itself without complaint. So obviously, you don't have to ever enter the kitchen once a- nope. uh, once again. <laughs> if it was me, Omni, if I had a million and I don't know how much dirhams yeah. to spend on a smart kitchen, obviously I would be a millionaire. So I would have just a kitchen for him or for her or for it. <laughs> just have that kitchen for, for Molly to go out and have a field day, you know? And I'm looking at it. Guess what, Omni? Yeah. You probably have an app. Right, that connects to this robotic kitchen. Just like you would with Talabata yeah. and Zamato, instead of ordering from a restaurant and paying money, you're just paying that robot and, once. And, and Omnia, again, we're looking at it as a smart type of technology. So I'm in my bed. I just woke up. I opened the app that connects to my smart kitchen. I say, I want pancakes. It tells me, hey, and you got 25 minutes till pancakes already. I'll get up, take a shower, brush my teeth, get ready. I come up, and then all of a sudden, you just hear... <laughs> and it's good to go and you're ready to eat some pancakes. <laughs> yes, indeed. And the best part about it is that right here in the UAE, a lot of cafes have actually been implementing those robo kitchens. The entire cafe would be revolved around that concept. And you would visually see those robots picking up the ingredients, taking out the juice, taking out the coffee, making it, taking the dishes oh after... Oh boy, I forgot about coffee. I need my coffee. <laughs> taking the dishes after they're done to the sink and washing them up. So the best part about it is that you don't even have to provide the ingredients. Mm. They will go and basically whip up the entire meal and even plate it mm. like you would at a restaurant. And the best part about it is after you have your meal ready, you'll just hear bone appetite by the robot and the beautiful sound of a bell ringing that your food is ready 4215 or on our Instagram at Pulse95 Radio 
if you had a lot of money, right? <laughs> if. If you had a lot of money, would you buy this smart kitchen? Oh, yeah. I would not think twice about it. Same. I mean, if I had a lot of money. If my belly a is lot, satis- a lot of money. <laughs> if my belly is satisfied, I'm satisfied. I mean, I mean, think about as how much you can uh, save on uh, from ordering out. How much you're going to pay on buying this robot for I, you to save on I mean, later on. I mean, I spent a lot of money this year on food, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. But uh 4215 but it does conclude the Future Talk show, ladies and gentlemen. We're jumping in our spaceship and hopefully in that spaceship there's a smart kitchen because <laughs> I am hungry. But we're going to leave you with the dream team afternoon karak with Makira Atliya and Aisha Nazmi to give you everything you need to know whether it's in entertainment, gaming or even some TV shows. Yes, indeed. They have lots and lots in store on their show. It's going to be kicking off from 4 to 5 p.m. Make sure you keep Pulse95 locked for that and we can catch you again or you can catch us again same time, same place tomorrow from 2 to 3 p.m. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.